Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday, the end of the first full week of December and uh, and counting down to the end of the year as uh, we look to see what the markets did today. And Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Before we do, though, let's not forget that in the world we live, there's a lot of things that you and I cannot control. But you can control how much risk you have in your portfolio. And that's why we developed our core retirement design. Give us a call, 863 382 0037 to schedule your core retirement design. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. I am morning, Dave. We're at 19 here before 9. And it's time to check in on your money. It's one of those days where the market mover of the day appears to come out about an hour before the market actually opens. Let's figure out what's fleshing out on Wall Street this morning with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. It was a pretty decent day yesterday, and until about 20 minutes ago, the futures looked pretty good, too, didn't they? They, they really did, you know, but it's one of those things when economic news comes out that uh, here's one of the things, good news, bad news, right? And so uh, you know, we've got some high, hotter inflation than what we anticipated on the producer price index. So that's causing the uh, futures to really make a 180 degree reversal. It sure sounds like it. Setting the table, yesterday was a pretty decent day. Dow was up about a half a percent. That was 183-odd points. S&P was up by 30. The NASDAQ was up by 123 points. And at 825 this morning, uh, the Dow Jones futures were up by 136. And all's right with the world. And then we come out with the producer price index wholesale inflation, which generally precurses. You may have got a cough. You mean, that generally precurses the consumer inflation. It was expected to be 7.2% year over year. We came up to 7.4% year over year. And what happened to the futures then, boss? Man, did they make a direct uh, abort of the uh, positive numbers and went about 180 degrees south. I think we went from 150 to the plus to almost 170 to the minus. Um, yeah, talk about a 300-point yeah. drop all inside of about five minutes, right? That's right, exactly. So uh, one of those things where, you know, the numbers come out and, and the economists don't like them, the traders don't like them, and they start looking at, okay, what's going to happen now and um, and tra- start trying to read some new tea leaves. Yep, and the core wasn't a whole heck of a lot better once you get rid of food and uh, energy and the like. The core was 4.9%, and uh, I don't have an expectation for that. What were they expecting on the core, PPI? I don't have the core either, and and I don't have the annual either. All I have is the month-over-month increases. Okay, because all I had was the annual on the core and the and the uh, 0.3% increase on the overall PP. It was just basically it was a disappointment because uh, after last week thing after last month things leveling off a little bit, all of a sudden inflation isn't fully tamed yet. And the reason that's such a big mover is next week the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meets, makes an interest rate decision, and we had some uh, hopes anyway that they were only going to do a half a percent increase. They still might, but the smart money is starting to move more to going back to another three-quarters percent increase, isn't it? It it is, and then on top of that, you know, we have the the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, comes out Tuesday uh, right before they come out with their minutes on uh, their meeting information on Wednesday. Uh, that, which is going to be less than fun. Yeah, they're going to start it out with the CPI. 
as they start meeting. And you know, between that and the uh, the favorable employment numbers that we've gotten, uh, I was joking with you. I take the CNN tip sheet, which is always just kind of basically reprinting what the Biden administration says. And the writer there was saying, you know, everything's looking good. Everybody's talking about recession. I mean, we're beating things. Or we're beating the street on the earnings. Consumers are still spending money. Unemployment is near record lows. What recession? Everything's wonderful. Well, the problem is when everything is wonderful and we still have 7% inflation and 7.4% PPI numbers, uh, that says to the Federal Reserve, guys, it's time to turn the faucet off. And that's what causes recessions generally. Yeah, really, it, it is. And so we continue to, to watch that. And, and you know, we, we still got uh, some numbers to go. But, um, the, you know, the GDP number at the end of this month, that's going to be kind of telling, too. It absolutely will, because we've actually come out of that two-quarter recession of sorts that we had earlier that President Biden declared was not really a recession, and the mainstream press just kind of fell right into line and said, oh, okay, it's not a recession. But now we're looking at the possibility of a pretty serious one, because like we've been preaching for the last better part of a year, you raise interest rates by three-quarters of a point, you're going to start feeling the effect of that six, eight months later on down the pike. We've got one of those interest rate increases actually feeling the effect in the pipeline right now. And we've got three more that we haven't even felt the impact for, and they may do another one. That's right, exactly. And so, you know, that when all those start to hit, man, that's just going to continue to um, slow our economy down. And, and like you said, it, it, it will probably push it into the negative growth section. Absolutely. It's got to keep, people have to keep in mind that when we bump an interest rate up, yeah, we feel it almost immediately in mortgage rates. But where it really slows down the economy is as corporate bonds and, yes, federal bonds end up renewing. And they do that a little bit every month. Some corporate bonds renew and reset their interest rates, and federal, federal bonding renews and resets its interest rates. All those interest rates start jacking up, and that's where the expense on companies ends up starting to go up with the interest cost expenses as well as in new bonds. Uh, we're, yeah, that, that's why it's a pipeline effect, and it's not something that you turn the spigot a quarter turn now and you feel it next month. Uh, so we don't know what it's going to look like six months from now, and that's what's got people like Jamie Dimon and the Goldman Sachs people and the other big money guys saying, uh, people, you might want to look for a little bit of a bump in the road next year. Exactly, because of the, you know, the, the distance between them raising interest rates and it actually affecting the economy is a good six months. And so, um, like you said, we've got a ways to go before we start to feel the full impact of what the Fed's already done. Absolutely. And I'm looking at, let me see here, holy crud, I'm looking at like 80 basis points right now, getting close to 80 basis points between the 30-year notes and the two-year Treasury notes, which gives you a good idea that the smart money, as far as the bond market is concerned, is expecting this to be a oh, uh, rather extended period of time that uh, equities are scaring a few folks. Uh, yeah, it really is, you know, and so that's starting to... Uh... To kind of fact, and I'm looking at the one year, man. The one year is at 4.67% right now. Oh, that's what I don't have. I got three months, two year, five year, 10 year, and 30 year on my list. And I look at the 230 as being the split, and we're darn close to 80 basis points there. There is a full 80 points between the uh, 10 year and the two year Treasury notes, which is about as large an inversion as I think I've seen in the better part of 20 years. Yeah, that, that is a, definitely a big, a big inversion there for sure.
So we know the market's not happy with the inflation number. Are they happy with some of the reports coming out? I understand one of the biggins, Costco, told us what they did last quarter, huh? Well, yeah, and Costco missed, right? They missed Ooh. on both top and bottom line for this last quarter, uh, basically looking at it and saying, hey, look, inflation hit consumers. They're, they're really cutting back on their spending. They don't have that discretionary money anymore to go spend. And so it's affecting them. And then on top of that, then they're, you know, their operating expenses have gone up as well. So uh, they're getting kind of a double whammy there. And they're, they're down, not, not terribly down, but they're down about eight-tenths of a percent this morning. Wow. That, that Costco was in some of the tip sheets as being the golden boy and the uh, and the model for the proper way to run a business during a recession earlier this week. I was kind of thinking, I wish we had one around here just because there's such a doggone good business. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I know they, they are. They run a good business. and But when you got inflation that are affecting the consumer, there's not a lot you can do, right? You can't just drop your pricing. Um, and so that's the deal. And so they're going to continue to battle that, I'm sure. Absolutely. What if the buck fifty hot dogs will go up to two bucks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll fix it right there. That's right. What else there have we, we got go. for the morning? Yeah, All right, we, we got some we got some retail. We got uh, some more retail. Uh Lulu Lamont has come out and they uh not 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 good either. They missed um well, I'll take that back. They beat on earnings and profits, but they gave a weaker than expected outlook for the rest of this year. Um, so, and a smaller than expected increase in their same source sales. So they're trading down 7.6% this morning. You better be good or you're going to pay the price on this market today, aren't you? Yeah, you, you really are. You really are. And then uh, we've got um, Broadcom, the chip maker. Now they mm-hmm. did have a better than expected uh, both revenue and profits, and they gave an upbeat uh, uh, upbeat outlook. They raised their dividend, so and they're going to start their buybacks as well. So good news there. They're up three percent this morning. One that's really kind of fledged a little bit and and been having some issues, and that's DocuSign. You know they really struggled the last couple quarters. Uh, this quarter though, they managed to beat expectations. Um, they better, better than expected billings. Uh, they've attracted some new customers. Their subscription renewals, uh, for existing customers have continued to go up, which is good news for them. Um, and they're trading up 9.7% this morning. Wow. Yeah. yeah they, they've gotten I, beat up quite a bit lately. Yeah. They're one of those services that has slowed down in the business climate. I would kind of expect them to suffer a little bit. Glad they're recovered. Well, the real estate market, you know, is I'm sure going to affect them greatly too. So, oh yeah. The, the last one I have for you is another retail establishment, Restoration Hardware, RH mm-hmm. Company. Um, they came in and they beat on their top and bottom lines this quarter, um, but they're given a little bit of a a warning that you know they're seeing some deterioration um, and some weakness in the housing market, which is starting to affect them a little bit. Um, they're down almost nine-tenths of a percent this morning. Ouch. Like I said, your report better be perfect or you're going to get, you're going to get hammered. <laughs> uh, resetting the table update yesterday on Wall Street. We kind of alluded to it 45 minutes before we opened. What's happening out there anyway? So we still have um, not as much red ink, but we still got some red ink. Uh, the Dow is down 
uh, about three tenths of a percent, not $94.95. The S&P 500 is down 13. That's down a third of a percent. NASDAQ 100 down four tenths, about $46. So um, <clears throat> everything's kind of in the red on that side of the coin. Silver up another six, uh, almost seven tenths of a percent to $23.40 an ounce. Gold has managed to bump back up over 1800 to 1809, up almost a half a percent. Crude oil, man, it must have been close to 70 last night at closing. It's uh, up 1.9% right now to $72.83 a barrel. I was wondering how low it got last night because I was looking at 72 bucks and saying, oh, wow, and that was an increase over the close from last night. Why can't it just stay where it is at the night? Yeah, really. Just stay there all day. You'd be happy, right? <laughs> and take it happily. Uh, overseas markets, by and large, fractionally up on the Asian rim. The Hong Kong markets are happy with what they're seeing over in China. They were up 2.5% this morning. Everybody else pretty much fractional. European markets are looking at us, and they've just gone from positive to flat zero at the moment. That probably means they're heading in a negative direction looking at our inflation figures. Getting under track and getting a, getting a retirement plan going so that you know you're going to be able to retire with the lifestyle you would need, that takes some expert eyes. How do I find your eyes to make sure I'm on track, Philip? It does, Dave, and it means that, you know what, sometimes you need to know exactly how much risk you have in your portfolio. That's why we developed our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning. Oh, Monday morning, same time. I forgot it was Friday. You have a dynamite <laughs> weekend, Philip. We'll see you on Monday, all right? All right, buddy. You too. Thanks. Thanks, Big it's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope your week's gone well. Hope you got a great weekend planned, and I will see you back here Monday morning, same time, same place. Until then, have a great one.